Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Thunderstruck, our look back at the uh, career, the greatest matches of one Jushin Thunder Liger, as picked by uh, each and every unique standalone guest of this series. And I'm very excited about today's guest. Uh, he is one of the big kahunas over at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Uh, he is uh, a f- former guest on uh, my other series, Cruel Summer, and he's appeared on various uh, you know shows at Post Wrestling, along with the, some of the shows John and Wei do. He is Rich Krejci. Rich, how are you? What's going on, WH? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for doing this. I know it's uh, as we record this, it's uh, really early in the morning for you in Chicago. <laughs> I, I usually get up a little early. It, it is it is definitely early. It definitely uh, would have preferred a uh, better night's sleep before. But, you know, I, I got excited by the thoughts of, of uh, uh, you know, Tiger Mask and, and, and Jushin Thunder Liger here. And I even jumped off a cherry picker to get ready for uh, this uh, this review. So I, I'm, I'm pumped and I'm ready to go. I'm deeply honored. Uh, you know, I got to say, like this episode of Thunderstrike is uh, continuing and uh, a nice I think very strong tradition of uh, a very strong relationship between post wrestling and and voices of wrestling. Besides yourself, I've I've, I've talked to Dave McDonald and and Joel Abraham of the Super J Cast, uh, Sarah Flan of the Two Sarahs, and and after your episode, I, I'm going to have about like three more guests who do shows for VoicesOfWrestling.com. <laughs> awesome. I'm not I'm not going to reveal who they are right now. It's all it's all a surprise until we announce uh, them when the shows drop on uh, on the uh, the. The, the site for for public consumption, but I, I I like to think that you know voice wrestling, post wrestling have a very very good friendly relationship with each other. Absolutely, yeah, no, and I'm I'm a longtime fan. Even before I, I started Voices of Wrestling, uh, I was a longtime fan of live audio wrestling, and 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 Review Away was you know one of my early you know first real big forays into like wrestling podcast was that 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 show. So uh, I've always had a kind of soft spot for for John Way, and then of course uh, stuff that you did, the stuff that you, you and Chris did back in the day in live audio wrestling as well. So it's uh yeah, I've always had a, a really good relationship with those guys, and yeah, anytime we're in the same place, I, I make sure to go and meet them and talk to them or whatever. But yeah, I'm. I'm I'm a huge fans of everything you guys do uh, there. So, yeah, it, 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 it's an honor. It, it definitely is an honor. And, yeah, it's not something that, like, you know, when, internally when I'm not like, no, don't go on those shows. Get rid of those guys. I wouldn't do that for any any site or whatever. But I'm particularly excited when people say they're doing stuff uh, with Post Wrestling because I think you guys do a uh, tremendous job over there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always really excited uh, because I know I'm going to listen to it most times and not because I like just about everything uh, you guys put out as well. So, yeah, no, it's 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 an honor to to have that relationship and, and, and to be, you know, sort of as close as, as the two sites are. I think it's really cool. It, it is definitely a, a thing that I'm I'm really happy about because I do enjoy pretty much every show you guys put out on on Voices of Wrestling, and obviously indicated by like the amount of guests I have coming over from your site onto this show uh, on this particular series. Uh, let's shift over to Jushin Thunder Liger and, and uh, Rich. What does Jushin Thunder Liger mean to you as a wrestling fan? And what was your first exposure to him? Yeah, so so I um my first exposure to Jushin Thunder Liger is probably I mean God I, I I couldn't tell you like the year exactly, but I just remember vividly going to the grocery store and and always having Pro Wrestling Illustrated or Pro Wrestling magazines you know on on the magazine shelf and always just seeing this guy and it was like and this is way before I probably watched any uh, uh, Liger matches so before I really could dive into it because I mean we're talking like mid 90s here and it's not like I have an opportunity to you know I'm, I'm like eight years old I'm not gonna be t- you know tape trading or whatever I'm not gonna be you know finding any outlets the internet hadn't gotten to the point yet where you could really go and and, and download matches or find stuff but I always remember reading about this guy seeing pictures of this guy and just going 
dude, I want to find out more about this guy. He looks so cool. Like the gear. And, and I, I bring that up a lot with people. And, and I think it resonates even today. The first time people see Liger, the last time people see Liger, whatever, is it's just like there's nothing like him in pro wrestling. He's one of the most unique characters of all time. He's one of the most different characters of all time. And, and he just immediately jumps off the page. The music, the gear, all that sort of stuff just tells you this guy's different. This guy's unique. And this guy's special. And then, like, you add in the in-ring. But, yeah, for me, like – it was really, yeah, I was picking up those magazines and 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 reading about him and and knowing that he existed. And then, you know, I later in life see him pop up in WCW a few times here and there. Unfortunately, I think my first foray to actually seeing Liger in, you know, actual like live, you know, matches was when he came back. I think it was either 1999 or 2000 when he was in WCW, which is absolutely horrendous. I think he was in the tequila on a pole match or some bullshit like that. So I was probably just like, oh, this guy's not that good, man. I really thought like he would be awesome or whatever. I quickly found out, you know, once the Internet rose and I was able to download matches and and watch stuff like, oh, no, no, no this guy's great. This guy's awesome. Uh, it's just Vince Russo who sucks. So it, it, it definitely was helpful then. And then, yeah, ever since, you know, really being able to to see this stuff and, and download stuff and go back and watch like he He's a guy that just to me, I, and I've always been a huge fan of of juniors and high flying, and and I tend to think that that's probably my favorite style of wrestling. If I was given you know an option, and and he's one of the, the you know really the patron saints of it, one of the the best ever at it, and 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 yeah, that's always kind of what I've respected of him. And now I've seen him live a few times, and I've I've you know seen every one of his matches over the last you know ten years or whatever, and gone back and watched a bunch of stuff, and and yeah, he's just absolutely incredible, and he's just it, it, his importance in the wrestling world is. is I don't think we fully realized it, and I think in 2020 we will fully realize it once he's finally gone and once we don't have him because he's just been a part of the wrestling world for so long. It's just a consistent part of the wrestling world for so long so that when he's gone, I, I really do think that we're going to finally – I don't want to say appreciate him more, but maybe like maybe we're just going to understand how important he was to pro wrestling once he's gone and once he's not there and once he's not that reliable force, he can just always say, oh, yeah, just another liger. Oh, here you go. Like, you know, he's going to come out and he's going to have a sweet match and he's going to have his cool music. Like, he's just going to be gone and we're not going to see that anymore. And that's, I think, it's going to leave a huge void in the world of wrestling because I think he's just been a tremendous asset for the last, God, what, 40 years at this point, basically. Definitely, definitely. So his retirement match is coming up soon in, in a couple of months as of this recording on January 5th, 2020. And Rich, I want to ask you, like, what, do you think two, it's a two part question? One is who do you think his final opponent is going to be, and who would you like to see be his final opponent? Um, so I, I'm I'm on record, even a few months back, saying that I would love Tanahashi versus Liger as the final match. Like it doesn't, there's not really a ton symbolic about it, but I guess it's two guys that have sort of been synonymous with New Japan, you know, over the last few decades. So so I like that idea. But I just like the idea too of of going out on that high note for Liger. You know, the junior going out against a heavyweight, the the le- the junior legend of New Japan going against the heavyweight legend uh, of New Japan, and and I really just like. A long time ago, thought if they weren't going to do Suzuki and Liger uh, on that night, and I'm kind of glad having seen that match that they didn't keep that one all the way to Wrestle Kingdom. I'm kind of glad they they blew it off when they did. But if if you weren't going to build that match for Wrestle Kingdom, I thought the next best match, the next best way to go out is against Tanahashi. Or the other one I thought of as well that I would really love is it going out against Hiromu as well. And now knowing that Hiromu's back and healthy or whatever, a real kind of passing of the torch moment where Liger can 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 lose to Hiromu and kind of say, okay, the division is yours or whatever. You know, now it's your turn or whatever to do that. As far as who he's going to face, I I don't know. And and it's they've done a lot of teasing towards Tanahashi, which has got me kind of excited. They've done little promos back and forth for another and I don't want to get too excited about that. I really just hope it's not just like random old guy or like a ran- another random six man or whatever. But the fact that that as of this recording, they have not announced it yet has me pretty excited that there's something that they have kind of 
held on to and, and, and something big that they're kind of waiting for. But I, I would really prefer to see Tanahashi, but I don't know that I have a real good pick of, of like who I think it will be. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed the uh, anticipation not knowing right now. Uh, I, I'm imagining they're going to announce it probably mid-December maybe, you know, on the one of the Road to uh, Wrestle Kingdom shows that they have uh, in the, you know, the following month, the, the, the month prior to Wrestle Kingdom itself. But my, my idea would be like, like I like your idea of Hiromu because I really like the idea of the, the passing of the torch idea. Um, I would even if I would even do it maybe for the the title, just to kind of add stakes and kind of build like kind of this tension about like oh is you know he wins like if Hiromu wins it from Will Ospreay the night before and then he puts it on the line against Liger, maybe they'll do some like something daring and maybe have Liger win and then he'll retire as the champion and then like they'll have the title up for a tournament or I would like to see maybe Will Ospreay because you know if there's anyone on that roster who can like really go out of their way to like kind of give Liger the the best match the most memorable match to close out his career it would be Will Ospreay and that could also like act as Ospreay's kind of swan song to the junior heavyweight division as well. That's a great idea too. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did sort of in passing mention uh, Osprey, but yeah, I, I do think that one would be really, really cool too. Because as you said, it's 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 both sort of a symbolic passing of the torch moment, but also possibly Will Osprey's. You know, okay, I, I've slayed the last beast of the junior heavyweights. I've I've slayed the legend of the junior heavyweights. Now I can finally move up to heavyweight officially and 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 sort of be done with this. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good options, man. I just hope I just really don't want them to throw it away in some random six man. I don't want it to just be some random you know old guy. I like the old guy six man that they're doing on on. on the fourth but i really want that last match to just be a huge moment i want him to go out with a bang i just don't want like a you know a, a six man or a tag match or something like that there's just so many different things they could do and so many different fun matches they can have pretty much liger in a singles match against anybody would be awesome like like you know they if, if okada loses the title or doesn't beat abushi on the fourth I I, I I he should just be like you know what screw it i don't care about the tournament i don't care about the tournament anymore i don't care about the title i want like like something like that would be really cool i mean they're not going to do that obviously but uh yeah there's just a lot of different ways they can do it and i just hope that they don't throw it away with just like a random six man or something like that so i i'm i'm very confident that they're gonna give us something appropriate uh to the fans they would announce it they would have announced it already if it was just gonna be something nothing uh, nothing like there's a reason this has been held off right i totally agree with you yeah i i i think they're gonna give something that the fans are gonna be clamoring for i i do think it's gonna help draw the fifth once they announce it it's gonna be one mm-hmm. of those matches that's like oh shit i didn't buy a ticket yet i'm gonna buy a ticket now because i want to see like for example, Hiromu versus Jushin Thunder Liger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title if he wins it from Will Ospreay. Or Will Ospreay versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Those would get me in the door. Tanahashi versus Liger is a great idea. I, I won't be excited if it's fucking Liger versus 2019 Great Sasuke or 2019 fucking Ultimo Dragon, though. I'll right, tell you that right, right now. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> the Ultimo match. Yeah. The Sasuke one might be all right just because he'll put himself in a barrel probably and try to kill himself or something. So... That's true. That's true. That might be just fun to watch for the the train wreck that it will be. But uh, let's go to uh, your match that you picked. Let's go to 1994, uh, January 4th, 1994. And uh, who is Jushin Thunder Lager facing in the match that you picked, Rich? So he is facing Tiger Mask, but uh, we're going to unmask Tiger Mask at the end of this. And I guess we should probably just do it anyway. It's a, it's a voice of wrestling staple uh, to unmask mask wrestlers. But uh, he's going to be facing Tiger Mask slash Koji Kanemoto is what we're going to find out uh, at the end of this mask versus mask match, which is important because we're talking about Tiger Mask. And at this point, 
you know, p- people that listen now or maybe people that jumped into New Japan now, they know Tiger Mask as the current Tiger Mask, which is just like a dude, you know, just like a guy on the roster. He's fine. You know, you know, 10 years ago, he was a pretty big deal in the junior division or whatever. But now he's just a guy. He's just Liger's friend. He's just OK or whatever. The gimmick's just whatever. It, 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 it is whatever Tiger Mask is. But in 1994, we're talking about this gimmick, which had just been passed on. From freaking Masawa, <laughs> you know, the first, you know, you have Sayama is the first one and he's like revolutionizes junior wrestling as we know it. The next guy to take, you know, Don the Mask is Masawa, who is probably, a, you know, not even probably a top five, you know, an inarguable like top five wrestler of all time. And next, the gimmick is going to go to Koji Kanemoto. And it really it, it speaks to at the time, you know, Koji Kanemoto's, you know, still pretty young in his career, still pretty early in his career. And this this gimmick is going to be. It's just not going to fit with him very well at all. And we're going to talk about this match, too, where it doesn't quite fit all that much. So there's just a lot of weird stuff about this. It's a mask versus mask match. I don't think anybody, and you can even know from the crowd as well, that I don't think anybody anticipated that Jushin Thunder Liger was going to unmask here. I think everybody assumed that Tiger Mask was going to be the one to finally unmask here. But still, it's kind of fun to have that idea in your head that, hey, maybe Tiger Mask or maybe Liger will unmask uh, after this match. But I think it's an important match. For a few reasons, we're going to talk about one is going to be the entrances. And this is like the first thing I ever saw in New Japan World were these entrances. I remember when New Japan World launched, I saw uh, Mr. Lariato, the former senior Lariato, uh, on Twitter tweeting out gifts of this match. And all I saw was Tiger Mask take a gigantic like fucking thousand foot leap or whatever the hell off of a cherry picker at the top of the Tokyo Dome. And then just started like her dancing on top of a scoreboard. And I'm like, I need to see this. I don't know what's going on here, but I need to find out what's happening here. Uh, so this is actually, I think the first match I ever watched in the new Japan world. I, I immediately went, cause I think he put a link in the tweets as well. And he said, Hey, here's this match. And I think this is the first thing I ever watched. And, and I'm glad I did. It was really cool. Uh, the entrances, unfortunately we'll talk about uh, in a bit are no longer on new Japan world, which stinks. Cause that's like one of the best parts of this entire match is, is these entrances, but you can find them. You just have to type in tiger mask, Liger battlefield, 94 and you will find him i'm confident in nefarious ways but uh the match itself not a ton to write home about not a ton to talk about we will discuss it though a little bit but i think the the post-match you know kenamoto unmasking and then sort of the future and the history and whatever happened with kenamoto after that i think is all really important so the match itself i don't know that it's like one that i would say oh my god you have to go out of your way to see it's one of the defining moments of jushin thunder liger but i think it tells a pretty interesting tale of of uh, of Kanemoto trying to 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 find his place in this division, and Liger just being like the man in this division, and and, and sort of that juxtaposition and the, and the interplay between these two guys who would have you know a, a hundred more matches. I mean, God, like I think maybe legitimately like eleven or twelve more matches between one another in New Japan over the next you know half decade or whatever. So uh, just really interesting stuff uh, in, in this match here. But I thought the biggest representation, uh, which is you know Kanemoto and and how in some ways uncomfortable he was in this Tiger Mask role. I think it's a good example of like like you're saying how Liger is the man in the junior heavyweight division at this time this is 1994 and like how he is kind of like the the flag bearer of this style that's like you know I've always been a fan of the heavyweights in all Japan more than the heavyweights in in New Japan but for junior heavyweight wrestling like the junior division in, in New Japan just kills everything else happening across the world in my opinion and and Liger's a big part of that and like the thing with like his relationship with Kanemoto is as, as rivals is that I think Kanemoto, Otani, and Takaiwa as a, as a unit of the, these just, just black 
you know, trunks, black boots, very basic gear. Them as a unit taking on Liger and all his allies, you know, like El Samurai and, and Black Tiger and, and Wild Pegasus at the time was just such a defining thing for that division and for, you know, Liger himself as well. So I think this match is a really, you know, interesting look at early Koji Kanemoto before he becomes Koji Kanemoto when he's in this uh, role as Tiger Mask 3. So we'll, we'll talk about that a bit uh, soon. We'll talk about that more at the at the end of the, the match review itself. But I want to... <laughs> I was looking at Cage Match. I was looking, what's the attendance listed for this Tokyo Dome show? This is a January 4th uh. Tokyo Dome show. <laughs> they list the attendance of this show as 62,000 people, and I'm calling fucking bullshit right now. Yeah. They do a, they do a, a, a pan out here during these entrances, which I guess this is not a great idea when you're going to announce 62,000 and then do a pan out uh, to, to show these entrances. And yeah, the entire upper deck is empty uh, all around the ring. There's like, you know, there's big rows or whatever. And, and like the worst part is it's pro- it's like a very well attended show. It's probably like 20,000. It's probably maybe like 20, 25, maybe 30. But 62,000, I don't know where there must have been 62,000 people on the other side of the camera because yeah there definitely was not 62,000 people uh, on the camera shots they showed yeah that's that's a tough thing when you're gonna uh, you know announce a very very fake attendance and then show the entire arena and show that like half that arena is empty which uh yeah even on its best day I, I don't think this was a, a 62,000 <laughs> attended maybe, show or maybe 42,000 people decided to go to the washroom at the same time that's possible. Yeah, they all said, oh, the junior match, I'll be right back. And the entire upper deck decided, you know what, now is a perfect time for us to go. The worst, the part two is like the floor is like half empty too. And it like, you know, now you see it, the floor is getting a little bit more full uh, these days. But yeah, this one, like the floor is definitely not full. But uh, I appreciate the, uh, the 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 ability to just absolutely lie and say, yeah, we sold the place out capacity 62,000, even though like there's like visibly, you know. <laughs> thousands of seats uh, uh, empty and available but hey you know i like it are, are you implying that a company run by antonio kill would be lying about the no god no 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 i'm just you know like you said they were all going to the bathroom at the same time they're all going to get their food uh because you know this is the middle of the show and they said you know what hey we got you know the hellraisers coming up next so i better get my popcorn and make sure i'm ready for you know jurassic powers hellraisers so yeah i'm gonna uh i, I get it it makes all the sense in the world to, to, to go away for a bit and come back definitely definitely hellraisers is a very hot tech team of the team of road warrior hawk and uh, Power Warrior Kensuke Sasaki, which is a really fun team, actually. But anyways, we're not going to you know, get on a tangent here. Uh, this match is surprisingly not for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, even though Liger is a champion at the time. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't uh, – yeah, I guess the mask versus mask gimmick was enough to kind of do it for people. I, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of bizarre because I – you know, watching this match, you kind of just assume it's going to be for the title. And then when you go and do your search and, and look, you're like, oh, it is an untitled match. That's weird. Like, you just kind of assume, like, so whatever. Just put the title on the line, too, man. Like, who cares? You're going to win. Uh, it is bizarre. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. And I couldn't really figure out why it wasn't for the title. Maybe, like, you're just deemed Tiger Mask not worthy enough or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to do Mask versus Mask and title at the same time. But you probably could have gotten away with it. I think so. Why, why not? It just adds prestige. I think he's only – he held it for, like, like almost a year and a half or something. And he's only had five defenses, which boggles my mind. It's like, you know, if you get held for a year and a half, you should at least have, like – a defense a month it should be like up to like you know 10 at least if you're gonna hold it for like 565 days or something like that but that's that's just me quibbling about things like that i suppose but let, let's go back to the entrance because you, you, you touched on these a, a bit but <laughs> tell people what we see when we start this match basically like you're saying so Tiger Mask, and I think we should point out this is not Koji Kanemoto on this. <laughs> I the first time I saw the GIF, I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe 
he did that before a match, and then I realized that it's probably pretty unrealistic to help tell Keiji Konomoto, hey, by the way, you know, let's get in a cherry picker and dive off the top of, of the Tokyo Dome here at the beginning. But yeah, like I said, so it, on New Japan World, these entrances have been cut. Which is weird because they weren't cut initially, and I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody realized that one of the you know some of the music they used or something they used wasn't cleared or whatever, so it is not on there. But if you want to see these entrances again, it is not hard to find them. Juice Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Battlefield '94. Just search. I promise you'll find it. It's some nefarious means, but uh, yeah. So what we see when we we first get to this entrance is essentially Tiger Mask in a cherry picker being sort of brought up to the top of the Tokyo Dome. And now this, by the way, takes like two and a half minutes. It's very long. It's it's like excruciatingly long to watch Tiger Mask, quote unquote Tiger Mask, I'm using the air quotes there, get sort of ascended to the top of the Tokyo Dome. And you're wondering, okay, that's high enough. They're probably going to stop it there. They don't stop it. They're like, okay, that's high. They wait until they are literally, like you can see the dome. Like they're at the top of the dome here, whoever the stuntman is or whatever. So essentially this cherry picker with a stuntman in there, it's stuntman Tiger Mask, gets to like as high in the Tokyo Dome as you could possibly be and then this guy just jumps off into a giant cushion. It's it's insane. It's like the it's so goddamn high. I mean, it, it like the the shot they do is both awesome because you see how high it is, but then also because you see him fall onto like a pad or whatever. But like, of course, he's gonna fall onto a pad. So I guess like I shouldn't be that upset. But I almost wonder if it would have been cooler if they shot it some just a slightly different way to kind of maybe you don't know that he he falls into the pad or whatever. So essentially, he does just this giant leap from this pad, and then like forty five seconds later. Tiger Mask walks down the ramp in completely different gear, which which does which kind of sucks too. Is that it's like, oh, why is it not the same gear? I don't know if they didn't maybe have two Tiger Mask gears or whatever. I don't know exactly how this happened, but uh, it's still like a, a really really cool looking entrance and really cool looking visual. But yeah, it's a little clunky and a little weird, but uh, I, I enjoy it all the same. No, me too. And I was watching this, so like this is my first time watching this match, and I'm like, wow, wow, Kanemoto is going really high up there. Wow, he's not afraid of heights. What, what, what's he about to do? How's he going to get to the ring? I don't know. It's going to take like forever to get to the ring now. Like, this match is <laughs> right. going to be like, you know, forty fucking minutes or something. And then, oh, he's jumping. Oh, okay, that's not Kanemoto. I immediately knew that Koji Kanemoto is not diving, however high you know the top of the fucking Tokyo Dome is, onto a crash mat down below. That's not him. And then she said, quite, you know quickly after we see you know coach Kanemoto himself coming out of the entrance ramp to to go down to the ring for his match against Liger let's move on to Liger's uh entrance now Rich yeah so then they cut to uh the scoreboard at the top of the Tokyo Dome and there's like a a spotlight on it and all of a sudden you see Jushin Thunder Liger well quote-unquote Jushin Thunder Liger just dancing doing spin kicks doing stuff just being being Juice and Thunder Liger at the top of the scoreboard, and and this is even higher than where Kanemoto, or, well, Kanemoto, quote-unquote Tiger Mask was. It's insane. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this guy is going to jump too. What the hell? Oh, dear God. He's not. You know, he's just at, a, at the top of the scoreboard. What the hell is he going to do? And then all they do is just cut to the entrance wrap, and there's Juice and Thunder Liger running down. So not as spectacular because you don't have the dive, but tremendous entrances, though, because it's like – why are you doing this? Like, why did this have to happen? But I'm so glad it did. I'm so glad that we got to see, you know, Tiger Mask leap from, you know, a thousand feet or a hundred feet or whatever the hell uh, in the air from a cherry picker. Uh, and then just do some Thunder Liger dancing on top of the uh, Tokyo Dome scoreboard uh, and then coming down to the entrance wrap like five seconds later. So uh, it's very strange, very weird. And, and I'm all here for it. So <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it myself. A little disappointed with the Liger part, but the, the Tiger Mask part. 
the dive was, was quite spectacular. Thank God it was actually a stunt person and, and not not the real Kochi Kanemoto, though. I don't. Think I know. Oh my God! Like that. So and like you said, I had the same thing as well. Is that when they're lifting him up in the cherry picker, I'm like, wow, this is going to be a, a fall, a big fall for Kanemoto. And then like like you said, it got to a certain point where you're like, okay, this can't possibly be Tiger Mask because they're getting very very high, and there's no way. Like, what are they going to do? Just lower the cherry picker? Then when he jumps, I'm like, okay, that. I really hope that's not Coach Campbell. I really, really hope. And then thankfully, yeah, when he comes out like four seconds later, you're like, oh, God, thank God. Because, yeah, I can't imagine him of all people buying into, hey, by the way, <laughs> Coach, we're going to have you do. We're going to have you go up about, a, you know, 100 feet in the in the air and then do a dive. Like, I don't think Coach Akinamoto is down for that. But then, yeah, when 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 you see Liger at the top of the scoreboard and you're thinking, oh, how the hell is he going to top this? I can't wait to see what happens. Is he going to do a shooting star press off the top of the scoreboard or something like that? Thankfully, nothing happens and he just kind of walks down. I'm I'm also terrified of heights. So, like, I was just completely nervous during this entire time. And it, it set the stage for a nice little part of this match, too, where you're like, oh, OK, like, I'm a little weirded out. Like, I'm a little strange. I don't know why that happened exactly, but it gives you a lot of like it gives that energy and like you said that's a big reason why i picked this match as well is is it just shows you those juniors at that time and how important they were and how big they were and and and, and what they felt like on the show because there's there's some spectacular entrances later in the show but nothing matches these guys in terms of like what they were able to do and 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 this sort of thing so it's very weird but it does it is in some ways kind of symbolic too of, of that division at the time definitely so we are actually going to talk about the, the match itself people not just the the entrances here uh so uh we start the match off liger and and tiger mask are in the ma- in the ring uh liger puts his hand out for a handshake but you know tiger mask being Koji Kanemoto uh, decides to slap him in the face instead. Very Kanemoto-like. And uh, this match starts with this really intense lockup and a, a really salty strike exchange, Rich. Yeah, th- this is like really, honestly, <laughs> we're talk about it, maybe my favorite part of the entire match because, yeah, it, it, it starts out as like, you know, Liger wants to make this, uh, you know, a, a gentleman's match and, and Kanemoto <laughs> it does not into that. So he slaps and they just go at it right away. And it's really awesome early stuff here. And and yeah, in, in many ways, because we talk about how the juniors and the heavyweights had their little differences or whatever, this is where we see that, like, at the end of the day, everyone is doing kind of the same style in, in some form or fashion. Later in the match, it's not going to be the case. But in this form, like, this could have easily just been like, yeah, you know, I think what was the main event like Tenru versus uh, it was oh the Tenru versus Noki. Like this felt very much like that Tenru versus Noki, like early beginning where they're just slapping each other, hitting each other, showing you know who's the bigger man, who's the stronger man, or whatever. And and yeah, this part of the match really really rules, and 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 you really get caught in this idea of like oh shit, this match is going to be super intense, super crazy, super nuts this entire time, and. And unfortunately, this is probably one of the higher peaks of the entire match is this, this opener. Well, things do slow down with uh, both guys trying to wear each other down with a variety of holds. Uh, but, you know, Tiger Mask does uh, start peppering Liger with these stiff kicks and then gives him a Saito suplex. So, you know, there's like the kind of like the, the ebbs and flows of this match are happening early on. Uh, they start trading moves again. Uh, Tiger Mask with uh, great fine head scissors on Liger and then Liger reverses into a camel clutch on Tiger Mask. Uh, Liger shoots Tiger Mask into the ropes and catches him with a total world backbreaker. One of his signature moves, one of my favorite moves of Jushin Liger. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great move. And I, I'm almost like annoyed that more people haven't st- stolen this move because like, I remember doing this in the video games all the time. Like anytime I created a wrestler, I immediately gave him this move because it's like the cool. It, it's awesome. It's a backbreaker. It's a great transition move. It's a, it looks awesome. It, it, it's just, yeah, it's super powerful. And I feel like we don't see a lot of it these days. And I, I'm, I'm amazed by that. I would feel like everybody would steal this move because it's just a, a great impactful move. It's a great way to sort of start selling the back. It's a real cool way to, to start kind of working on, on, on that body part for the rest of the match or whatever. But I feel like a lot of people don't do backbreakers and a lot of people don't do this tilt a world backbreaker. Maybe it's a, 
maybe it's like an homage to Liger that they don't want to steal it or whatever. Maybe when he retires, everybody will take it. But I'm just amazed that more people don't do this move because it's spectacular and it's awesome. And but really, nobody does it like Liger. So maybe I'm glad that more people don't steal it. Well, maybe it's not memeable enough for people in wrestling. That's history. true. Yeah, it's not a Spanish fly, so <laughs> that's true. Uh, he then uh, Liger then applies another one of his signature moves, the Romero Special, and then he does the thing where what I love most about the Romero Special, where he like you know he kind of. Uh, shifts his opponent to their knees and then he like grabs a chin lock and then he transitions that into a dragon's sleeper which the first time I saw this rich I was like blown away I was like oh my god this match is over because that looks like a finisher to me absolutely yeah and it, it feels like at that point like that could be the ending of the match or whatever it really does feel like especially you know knowing what the finish is going to be and knowing that that you know if you're spoiled and knowing that Liger's going to win this you're thinking okay well he could put this guy away and, and that's it you know that's it for for tiger mask that's it for the gimmick and we can kind of move on a little bit but it does feel in the crowd you can hear the crowd too they buy into this potentially being the finish as well as he transitions into that dragon sleeper they really go oh no this has got to be it like how does he get out of this like there's no way he doesn't have the use of his arms he doesn't have the use of his legs like there's no way like he He's, he's going to be done here. So, yeah, the crowd was right with you, too, in buying in that that could possibly be the finish. Uh, Tiger Mask does escape this move by going after Liger's eyes, and then he follows that up with a big stomp to Liger's face while Liger is on the mat. Uh, Liger and Tiger Mask then trade a series of, kit, of kicks and then a couple kick from Liger uh, until fi- you know Tiger finally goes down on the third couple kick. So, basically, it's Liger hits a couple kick. Gets up, hits another couple kick, and then finally hits a third one. And this this is the couple kick that you know does send Kanemoto out to the floor. I think. Uh, no, actually, wait. It's like I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. The a fourth couple kick for good measure. <laughs> so he's he's basically Kenny Omega with these couple kicks, Rich. See, I know people think it's new, but nah, man. See, these these you know spamming your moves have been like I always hear people go like, oh, you know, this guy spam, and I'm like, you should really go watch a KG Muto match if you think like guys doing the same move over and over again is like a, a new thing. It's it's not a new thing. Like guys do it all the time. Maybe there's there's people that do it maybe a little bit more egregiously, but uh, yeah, go uh, you know, it's not it's not a totally new thing. But but again, it's 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 a cool way in this because you know it it, it does tell a cool story that that Tiger Mask did break free of the you know the dragon sleeper the the, the romero special hold that, that you were saying and and because he used the eyes and because he stomped on his head this is when liger just basically goes all right dude you know what i try to be nice i try to be fine i try to kind of give you the handshake but you're just being a total ass so you know what fuck you <laughs> like i'm just gonna work on you and this is when you see liger ramp up the intensity on his level and really start just just trying to put this guy away with whatever moves he can and really tries to do whatever he can to kind of hit some stiff kicks and stiff moves or whatever. And this is when the crowd really starts. There was a low period, a lot of this match where, where the crowd's really just not that into it, but this is where the crowd finally starts saying, okay, cool. This is, this is, this is what we came for. This is what we want. And this is what, you know, what, what we're hoping for out of this match. So it's a really cool sequence here where, yeah, he's, he's just trying to chop down Katamoto and just really just knock him out and, and, and finish this thing off. Yeah. For like you're saying about the escalation of moves, Liger from the fourth Capo kick, Liger goes to the top rope for a drop kick but uh, tiger mask catches him in midair with his own drop kick one of my favorite moves that that anyone does like brian pillman was really good at doing like the midair drop kick catching someone coming off the top rope uh even including in matches with jushin liger uh tiger mask goes for an arm bar unsuccessfully and transitions into a mount and then he starts raining down these punches on liger and a stop to liger's face again so he really like he really hates jushin liger's face he does he really does and at this point too you can tell that like Koji Kenimoto should probably not be Tiger Mask anymore. <laughs> like, when you see this stuff, you know that, like, okay, this dude is, like, he's meant to just be Koji Kenimoto guy in black trunks that just 
fucks you up. You, you know what I mean? Like this is like really where I, where it, it, it shined in. I mean, we'll talk about a moment a little bit later too, where it's just like, okay, I think we're done with this Tiger Mask thing forever because you know we said you know the two prior Tiger Mask, you know, uh, 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 you, know you know, he's like he revolutionizes you know junior wrestling. He he's he's completely changes the game. He, he he's like the the you know pivotal you know pivotal like junior heavyweight that really kind of gets it going. And and Masao is a guy who could fly with the best. Like obviously we'd see Masao in, in in what he would be able to do you know later in his career, but like at this point. It, you know, in, and especially in the Tiger Mask world, uh, uh, one of the preeminent high flyers in, in the world at that point. And you get Koji Kanemoto here, who who does, you know, from time to time do some flying moves. But you could tell how awkward the flying stuff is compared to how not awkward the mounting and punching <laughs> portion uh, of Kanemoto's or the kicking portion of Kanemoto's offense. And I think it was in this moment, too, where you were like, oh, dude, like, yeah, he he's he's miscast as Tiger Mask. And he'll be a lot better once he, he loses his mask and just becomes whatever he's going to be. And, and And you see it in this moment, too, where it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's so much more comfortable just being a total asshole that punches you. So yeah, Tiger Mask, uh, Tiger Mask hits a series of chops to uh, Liger's chest, but uh, Liger fires back with a nice shote to the face. So he's like saying to Kanemoto, "You want to kick me in the face? Well, I'm gonna shote you in the face, motherfucker!" <laughs> right, right. And uh, he wraps up uh, Tiger Mask's head in a figure four head scissors. Uh, Tiger Mask turns the uh, tide with a leg grapevine. Uh, the attack continues on their feet with Tiger Mask uh, uh, tying Liger up in the corner where he hits a big drop kick to a wide open Liger. So he's got him like, you know, he's kind of kind of propped him up like a scarecrow in the in the turnbuckles in the corner and just like wallops him with this big big ass drop kick. And and to your point, like Masala was never comfortable being Tiger Mask. I think the greatest thing that ever happened to him was like him taking that mask off in the middle at the end of that match with like him and Kawada against Jumbo or and someone else. And then the same thing with Kanemoto. He's not comfortable being this character because I do think that the shadow of Satoru Sayama, the first Tiger Mask, is just too great for anyone else to take up this mantle, including Tiger Mask for our, our current incarnation. He's okay yeah, being yeah. himself, but he doesn't try to be Sayama that much, but he's a lot more comfortable in the role than than Kanemoto or or Masawa ever were. Yeah, like I always think I always think Masawa gave it a pretty good effort. But like you said, once he realizes, wait a minute, it's way cooler if I just like use stiff punches and, and awesome suplexes and awesome shit like that. Like that's a lot better. He he in his early, early, early Tiger Mask run was fine at it because he's just a tremendous pro wrestler. So he's OK. But quickly, you can as, as if you go back and watch some of those like late Tiger Mask stuff, you can see like the Masawa kind of peeking through that and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, this he's not this isn't for him that he's he's much bigger than this. And 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 exactly the same thing with Kenneth moto here where like he tries to do like some flips and he tries to do some stuff like that but it's just like it looks so weird and so awkward and it's like yeah that, that shadow of sayama the shadow of like oh all you have to do is like recreate like the greatest junior heavyweight of all time or like the, the preeminent junior heavyweight uh that's all you have to do you know that shouldn't be too hard <laughs> you know what i mean the guy who revolutionized this entire style of wrestling like just follow what he did and do his moves or whatever it's 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 very tough and yeah it's kind of a, a, a an unfortunate it, it's nice that like now what, what's kind of happened with tiger mask 4 is that we've We've sort of gotten used to it just being like, he's just a dude. You know what I mean? Like, there's not this pressure to be that. Where I think at this time with Tiger Mask 3 and especially with Tiger Mask 2, it was like, oh, you're following up. As you said, you're following up Sayama. You're following up this Tiger Mask. You're following this lineage. And it's also the, the point, too, is in like 1994, I think, and, and and you might be able to speak more to this. I think the whole Tiger Mask, like, the the anime, well, like, wasn't it even not even around anymore? Like, I don't think it had that connection of people like it did in, in, in you know, the, the, the early 80s, right? 
no. if I remember correctly. It wasn't even it like wasn't even generationally, you know, important at this point, right? Well, no, not not at all. I and I think like you see it more recently, like they they came back with a Tiger Mask W. That's why you know like uh, Kota Bushi was Tiger Mask W for a short period of time. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Hold on, what? Oh, did I? <laughs> As I'm asking like, Tiger Mask W. I love that. I love As Kota Bushi. What have I done? Changed a single thing about how Kota Bushi wrestles. They just put him in a Tiger Mask thing, and he's just like has abs and like a perfect body and then he just goes and does like the triangle <laughs> does exactly the same kotobushi moves that i love that you know he wore the mask but then decided like yeah i'm just gonna do everything that i would normally do about kotobushi like just not even any pretense that he's like somebody else i, I love it it's great he's he's so kotobushi you, you don't want him to change uh from here though let's back to the match tiger mask hits a backbreaker on his knee and goes for the moonsault. So it's a very similar setup that Keiji Muto does for his moonsault. Uh, but Liger rolls out of the way. Uh, Tiger Mask uh, is able to save himself. He lands on his feet. But Liger hits him with, guess what, Rich? Guess what he hit him with? <laughs> Another capo kick. The, a dragon screw. Oh. Uh, the, 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 the V capo. We should just call it the V yeah. capo at this point. I like that. That's a really, oh, there we go. So maybe Kenny comes back and... Uh... Uh, on January 5th, and they just have a V-Trigger versus Kaka Kick <laughs> square off. I'd like it. That'd be cool. Well, that's if Kenny can get back into the country, you know what I mean? That's true. All right. That's right. Yeah, if, if, if Harold can finally let him in. So. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, we see a, a Liger running dropkick that sends a Tiger Mask to the floor, where a Liger follows up with a sliding dropkick, and then he tries to psych out Tiger Mask, uh, turning uh, like kind of this this handspring rebound that he does. And then uh, Tiger Mask catches him, though. He slides back back in the ring and he catches him with a drop kick of his own and it's just like it's just really a nice sequence of like you know they're familiar with enough with each other tiger mask has like got him scoped out scouted him out a bit and then just like i just thought the seamlessness of like this the series of moves that led into this just this counter from kanemoto Absolutely, yeah, and it, and it should be mentioned as well that these guys have had four singles matches at this point too. Usually, mostly like in in, in like '92 when they were still pretty young and and, and still pretty, uh, or, or Kanemoto, I should say, still pretty young. I mean, Liger obviously had been around forever at that point because he's the oldest, youngest man ever. But yeah, so they'd already had a, a few matches uh, prior to this. But it should be noted as well that that Liger won uh, every single one of those matches as well. So so Kanemoto is is the kind of the story here is that he's he's starting to become a little bit more familiar with Liger. He's starting to kind of know what Liger's going to do, but at the end of the day it's still like Liger's still better than him and still a little bit smarter and a little bit more uh, a, a veteran, but you do see it a little bit here where it's like Kanemoto is like, "Aha, I know what you're going to do. Aha, I, I got this." So there's some fun little counters that happen in this point where you f- maybe for a second feel and I think this is the first time the crowd also felt like, "Oh, maybe Tiger Mask will win this match." Like for the brief moment they really I because it wasn't very long. Like they, I think they almost 100% thought that Liger was going to win this. But there is a brief moment like right around this point where people maybe have a little bit of a wrinkle in their heads that, oh, maybe Tiger Mask will win this. Maybe, Ti- maybe this is a huge changing in the guard moment where Liger unmasks and, and Tiger Mask is now the junior legend or whatever. And, and it's really only during this part of the match that it really feels like there's even a hope, uh, any bit of hope for Tiger Mask. Well, definitely. So with the drop kick from Kanemoto that sends Liger out, uh, Kanemoto follows up with a plancha uh, dive, driving Liger into the guardrails. He he sends Liger back into the uh, into the ring. He gives a he plants Jushin Thun Liger to the mat with a big body slam, and then he hits a moonsault for the one, two, only a two, Rich, because Tiger Mask pulls him up i'm like what the fuck did you gonna beat him but no like he wants to be smart he wants to be too smart for himself he wants to beat him with a tiger suplex instead which he does not beat 
and with Tiger Suplex in this match. Uh, Liger hits a standing switch instead, and uh, but Tiger Mask escapes that, but Liger catches him with a draping clothesline. He then hits a big powerbomb. I love Jason Liger powerbombs. I think like I like them more than like Sid Vicious powerbombs. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people have stolen this Liger bomb and, and, and used it uh, to perfection. But yeah, it's, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome move. And, and yeah, I just love the impact that he hits people with. It, it, it just, yeah, it looks, it looks great. Like, I, I, I like the ones where you come down with the guy as well because it adds a little bit more noise to it as well. Like, I, I, you know, I, the big men, the big men should do the power bombs that they do, the Kevin Nash's and Sid Vicious, those sort of guys, where they just lift them up and just toss them to the mat or whatever. That, that stuff's cool. But for anybody that's not, like, seven foot tall, come down with your power bomb like Liger does because it just adds so much more impact and, and you're immediately in a pinning combination too. So it's, it, it's really cool. It, it, I, I, um, I, I love, yeah, I love the Liger bomb. Yeah. And then from here, uh, Liger places Tiger mask on the top turnbuckle and hits a top rope Frankensteiner, but only for a two, uh, he goes for another Liger bomb and then, uh, another two for that, uh, uh, Tiger Mask reverses another powerbomb attempt and gets a two on uh, Liger. He rolls through that, basically. Uh, Tiger Mask puts Liger on the top turnbuckle himself and drop kicks him off of the top turnbuckle on, onto the ramp where he hits Liger with a handspring body press. I just love this sequence, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's really, really cool stuff here. And, and it, we should we, we kind of glossed over it a little bit there. But uh, Kenimoto lifting up Liger instead of getting the, the, the three count is something that like if you watch the rest of the series between these guys is going to be a constant thing that Kenimoto is just such an, uh, an unbelievable prick. And such an asshole that he just can't like he just can't get the victory like he has. And, and in many of the matches, we'll talk about, you know, maybe some of the other ones later. He does. He has Liger like beat and he's just like always tries one more move or always tries one more thing just because he's he's just kind of an asshole. <laughs> like he just can't get a normal like gentleman's victory. He has to embarrass the guy. And this is another case, too, where he has this win probably, but decides, no, no, no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to really prove that I'm better than this guy. And it ends up biting him in the ass. And, and like you said, then now Liger starts ramping up uh, his activity and starts really kind of being in the driver's seat and. and and gets back under control of the match. And, and yeah, really, really awesome handspring uh, here as well. Well, uh, Shinjiro Otani also has the same problem with Liger in his matches. <laughs> he like, yeah, I know. Just guys just beat Liger. Just beat him one, two, three. Like, that's a brag. You can brag about beating him later. But, yeah, these guys always want to lift him up at two. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> uh, from, from here, uh, Tiger Mask misses a diving headbutt. I, I was wondering if this is a botch or not. What do you think? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think it was. And, and this is exactly the moment that I was like, all right, dude, lose this mask, throw this mask away, and never think about it ever again. I think it was. I think he was supposed to at least get close. Okay, so I don't think he was supposed to hit Liger, but I think he was supposed to be within 15 feet of Liger. Instead, he, like, because <laughs> he, like, trips off the rope. It's obvious that he does. Like, it, there's something. I don't know what they were going for here. I don't know what happened, but the crowd definitely took it as, oh, this dude just fucked up. Because you can hear the immediate, like, uh. <laughs> like, the crowd just had this, like, this droning, like, oh, God, like. Because it looks like he slips. I, 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 again, I don't think he was supposed to hit the diving headbutt because that wouldn't make sense with the finish. So you're supposed to miss something, but like he misses by like seven feet, and it looks like he trips off the top rope. But I don't know if that was his goal was to like look like an idiot. Do it like I don't know what the plan was here. The plan was obviously like to miss something and then not make it a successful move, but. I don't know if it was supposed to be missed as much as it was or whatever, but the crowd definitely took it as a botch. And, and I think I take it as a botch, but it, it's very bizarre and very weird. It's like the match is st- like you feel so awkward in this moment, too, because you're just like, oh, boy, like like I hope this is going to be the end of the match. And, and thankfully, as you're going to say here in a sec, we're, we're in the final stretches here, which is, is good because, yeah, the crowd at this point is just like, all right, dude, <laughs> like you suck. We're done with you. Liger's the best. Like, let's move on. And, and yeah, it's it's a very, very weird moment in this match. And the match just kind of hits this like weird point from this, you know, really from this point forward. Well, I, I do note here that you can hear one 
particularly enthusiastic Jushin Liger fan expressing her concern for Liger very clearly. I don't know if you noticed this. No, I didn't know. What did she say? I didn't... Liger! Oh. Liger! <laughs> Liger, son! Like this. It's very cute. It's very enduring. It's it's kind of the precursor to, you know, like, if you watch early, you know, Pro Wrestling Noah, Kenta! Yeah, Kenta! right. Oh, God, I love that, yeah. He was... He, you know, like on a tangent here, Kenta was probably the most over guy with the with the with the female fans in Pro Wrestling Noah. Oh, can you blame him? He's a he's a he's a hunk, so I don't blame him at all. No, but the, you also had Marafuchi, you know, as well. But it's like it I'm, seemed I'm a, clearly Kenta, that yeah. Kenta was like way higher on the totem pole for like the the the, the female fan uh, like you know like attention more than Marafuchi was. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd, I'd go Kenta. I think you know. And I think people like the bad boy. You know what I mean? They like they want to they want to write the bad boy. They want you know turn. I'm sure you've dealt with it. You know they want to you know you're, you're a bad boy, and I'm sure you know that's that's what happens with all the time is is you know they want to turn you. They want to make you a, a better man. So I think that's that's the Kenta thing. Is it's like Fuji's like yeah he's nice. You know he's the guy you marry, but Kenta's the guy you date. You know what I mean? Like Kenta's the guy you bring home to your parents, and they're like oh I don't know about this guy. Well definitely like, the, old, uh, you know? well definitely the iconics think that you know if you if you watch, ever watch their Instagram like when he was still in the company. You know? <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, there's there's that attraction to like the bad boy or whatever. And yeah, Kent's especially at that time too. He's you know listening to that hip hop music and he's you know <laughs> got all his chains and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I get it. I get it. I, I absolutely get it. But definitely, <laughs> let's get back to the match. Uh, there's a missile drop kick that sends Liger down. Uh, there's a German suplex with a bridge on Liger, but uh, Tiger Mask only gets a two. And and you're right, Rich. We're hitting the uh, the, the 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 tail stretch of this match. There's another body slam, and uh, Tiger Mask hits a beautiful. Second route, second rope, moonsault that he turns into a twisting sent on a very signature Kanemon move, one of my favorite moves in his arsenal. He goes for a twisting body press, but Liger rolls out of the way. Liger uh, plants Tiger Mask with a backbreaker and hits the shooting star press, a very rare move for Liger, and he gets the one, two, three in 14 minutes and 26 seconds, but with the entrances, maybe uh, it's almost 30 minutes. Absolutely, yeah. If you add those in, it, it it does add a little bit to it. And 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 I would I would recommend. I mean, New Japan World obviously is a tremendous service. But if you get a chance to watch the other uh, <laughs> very legal uh, videos that are out there of this one, I think it, it it is a little bit more impactful because you do get to the entrances and you get a little bit more of of the pre match stuff too, where they're just staring at one another and you can tell that this is like a, a, a big rivalry. And 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 you know at this point it's it's probably K- Koji Kanemoto. I think the crowd knows it's Koji Kanemoto or whatever. And there's this idea of like this is mass versus mass. Like this is a big deal. This is a you know important deal here. And and the New Japan world unfortunately cuts it like right at the beginning of the match. So you lose a little bit of that extra, you know, juice that you get in the match. But yeah, it is still, you know, it's 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 not a great match. It's not a tremendous match. It's not a match that I think you absolutely have to watch. It's not one that I think like you can't finish the career of Jushin Thunder Liger. You can't, you know, end your your pressing watching of, of Jushin Thunder Liger and not see this match. But I do think it's it's, it's important. It's symbolic and, and it's a fun match in, in a lot of ways. And it does sort of, as you said at the top, it tells the tale of, of where Liger was at this point, where the junior division was at this point and where one of his greatest rivals was at this point, too, because, you know, Kanemoto is, is going to, you know, he's going to take off the Tiger mask and, and throw it at Jushin Thunder Liger, which I think is awesome, too. You know, we talk about these very symbolic, you know, unmaskings that happen in, in, in Lucha and these very symbolic unmaskings that happen. In this case, Tiger Mask takes off his own mask. There's not any of this, like, pressure. Or, oh, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. He just goes, all right. He just unties it, throws it at Liger, you know, rubs his face, gives him a handshake, and just kind of has this idea of, like, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you next time we're in the ring. Like, I hate you so much type of a vibe to him, which is really, really cool. And I, I, I love 
that finish too. And I think uh, I think New Japan World keeps that in there, which is is definitely something you need to check out. Is just how emphatic and 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 ready it feels like Koji Kanemoto is to lose this Tiger Mask gimmick, lose that mask, and and be ready to kind of kickstart the the next half of his career. Oh, definitely. He goes on to become one of the greatest junior heavyweights in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, along with Shinjiro Tani, Tatsuhiro Takaiwa, El Samurai, you know, Minoru Tanaka, one of his tag team partners later on, would join the company from Battle Arts. It's just it's just an amazing career that Coach Kanemoto has. And and I, I echo the sentiment, this is not a great match. It's a it's a good match. It's not doesn't hit the levels of like, say, his matches with El Samurai or Kanemoto as Kanemoto himself or or Shinjiro Tani, but the context is important, I think, for why you pick this match. It's like it shows like how Liger kind of drives people to become better wrestlers later on in their careers if he's facing them on early on and then he's dominating them like he's kind of pushing these characters to like kind of elevate themselves by trying to beat him and then when they do beat him they they reach that status of becoming stars themselves which is one thing i love about liger's career like he is so unselfish he he goes out of his way and he but he's not like you know he doesn't prostitute like beating him to like like you know like just that easily he just says okay i'm gonna beat you all the all all these times this part of your career later on when you're ready you're gonna beat me handedly and you're gonna become a star and he does this not only in japan he does this in uh, in, in Dragon Gate, he does this in like Osaka Pro Wrestling, for God's sakes, and, and Michinoku Pro as well. It's, it's amazing how unselfish Jusen Thunder Liger is. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the important parts, too, and, and you mentioned it, it happens with Otani as well. It happens with Kanemoto throughout his career as well, is that there are visual points during the matches where those guys have Liger beat. But it's like them. It's like their internal struggle. Kanemoto's internal struggle, Otani's internal struggle, and we see that a lot of times with guys against Liger. Their internal struggle is what really defeats them more so than Liger. Liger takes advantage of that, but it's like I, I think it's a cool little aspect there. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a small little thing. It's like kind of the minutia of pro wrestling where some guys don't give that little nugget there. Like some guys that dominate divisions will just beat a guy. You know what I mean? Like they'll just uh, in this case, like if if Liger was you know selfish or whatever, he just would have. Kept beating Kanemoto, there never would have been that two count with the, with the lift up, and they would have just been he finished him off with the shooting star press, and he won. And that like he could have done that, and that would have been fine or whatever. But the idea that that you have that visual in your head that oh, dude, like Tiger Mask had it, but he blew it because you know internally he blew it. He 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 got too worried about it. He got too focused on on something else, and and he just couldn't finish it off. We saw that even a few years ago with with you know Naito and, and Okada, like the 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 match Naito had the that match one at the Tokyo Dome. He had the match one and then wanted to go for one more Destino, one more thing. One And then I love that. New Japan's always been really good about that too, where like the internal struggle, the internal, that's what costs guys matches a lot of times is that it was like, they have the win, they have it done, but they want to prove a point. They want to show that they're better than this. They want to prove, you know, it, show the world that they're better than their opponent or whatever. And not just by pinfall, but really, really drive it home that they're better than their opponents or whatever. And we see that, you know, you go back and watch main events too. And, 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 you know, I do the series on, on the Voice Wrestling Patreon uh, called Kings of the Tokyo Dome where, where I go back and watch, you know, the, the one four uh, Tokyo Dome main events. And you see that a lot, too, with, you know, and, and Tanahashi does it time and time again where he goes for that second high fly flow. It's not enough to hit the one high fly flow. He's got to try one more or Okada, you know, tries one more Rainmaker. And, and New Japan's always done a great job of that. And I think it's a great way to protect guys. And like you said, get more people over, get both guys over in the match, because it's like, OK, that guy might have lost, but it was obvious that he had it won. He just he had a mental hurdle. 
And in this case, we see that here with Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask has this match won. There's going to be other matches between Kenamoto and Liger where he has the match won, but he decides to do one more thing, drive home one more move, do one more. And, and like I think a lot of the credit has to go to, to, to all the wrestlers, but Liger, I think, establishes that almost more than anybody where like guys have him beat all the time, but they, you know, for whatever reason, he brings something out of those guys who they want to prove a point to him. They want to prove that they're better than him. And that ultimately is what sinks a lot of those guys. It would ultimately allow Liger to win a little bit more, which then, you know, like I said, the, the story there, and, and, and you mentioned it too, is good because it shows that both guys are kind of on equal footing. It's just on this night, in this occasion, Liger was just the better, smarter, more veteran worker. But there's always that nugget then of like, okay, well, next time they go out there, Kenamoto's not going to do that, and then he's going to beat him. And, and and that's sort of what you're left with. And like you said, yeah, that's a great way to push guys, and it's a great way to get both people over. So yeah, Liger's tremendous in that in that respect. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that brings us to the end of uh, the match review itself. But before we before we go, Rich, I, I'm doing this series as audio series as a tribute to the great career of Jushin Thunder Liger. But Voices of Wrestling is doing something similar in print form. We are, yeah. We're doing the Liger Beat series, which you can follow at uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com, and that's where we're going at year by year uh, over the career of Jushin Thunder Liger. I don't know that we're going to get through every single year. We tried our best to do that, but there's a lot of years <laughs> and, and a lot of matches. We're going to do what we can uh, with that. So we have the Liger Beat series up at uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com. We're also including that in our uh, New Japan uh, Year in Review ebook, which you can also download at VoicesOfWrestling.com. If, if you're not aware uh, of what that is, it's basically we've been doing this for, God, I think since 2004. 14, I want to say, was the first one, um, where essentially at the end of the year, we, we go through and, and we do profiles on every single wrestler. We have stats um, on on all the wrestlers, all the results and all that sort of stuff, and we compile it into an ebook. There's essays and, and, and whatnot, and Liger Beat is going to be in that as well. So if you want to have every single Liger Beat article you know, kind of easy to read in, in one place, the ebook is a great option for that. Uh, that's available on Amazon as well, the Amazon Kindle store, uh, or it's available at voicewrestling.com for a name-your-own-price, too. You can download it for free if you want, if you just want to check it out, or uh, if you want to, na- you can name your own price. You can give us $50, you can give us $5, you can give us $1, you can give us $5,000, I recommend five thousand, but you know you can decide whatever you want, whatever you want to pay. That's fine. But uh, we do uh, we do split up the the profits between everybody that writes and everybody that does art for the book as well. So we really do recommend if you are going to download that ebook, you maybe download it for free to check it out, but then maybe go back and if you liked what you saw, give a few bucks because like I said, every everybody that contributes to the book will get a piece of that. But uh, you can find information on that at voiceofwrestling.com or just look up Voice of Wrestling uh, New Japan 2019 ebook because uh, uh, we'll have all the Liger beats in there too, and and I think we'll have some additional essays. Uh, about Jushin Thunder Liger as well because, yeah, people are excited and they want to write about him because, unfortunately, this is the last time we're going to be able to write about Jushin Thunder Liger in this book. So, um, yeah, this is kind of a crowning uh, or, or, you know, kind of a final moment here. But, yeah, the Liger Beat series has been a lot of fun uh, to go back and, and, and look. And a big reason why I chose this match is because I went and looked at the 1999 uh, Kanemoto Liger match um, for that series and and found a lot of, like, a, a very, very similar things. And that's why when you came up with this idea of, of Thunderstruck and said, hey, what, what what match do you want to do? This is the first one that came to my mind because I was like, ooh, this this does have a relation to that 99 match uh, that I, I just recently watched as well. So, uh, yeah, really good stuff there. VoiceWrestling.com for the Liger Beat series and also VoiceWrestling.com 2019 uh, New Japan Year in Review ebook. If you want to just search that or go to VoiceWrestling.com uh, to download that, we would really, really, really appreciate it. So. Yeah, just as a, a few, I'll, I'll put out a singing, endor- ringing endorsement for uh, the, the, the New Japan Year ebook. Uh, I bought my copy last year for from Amazon Japan just because I just wanted it straight go to my Kindle. It was the easiest option for myself. Uh, it's not expensive on Amazon. I what was it like five bucks or something? On- I think yeah, I think it was five or six. I forget what it was. And yeah, that that price is going to remain this year as well. So it's like yeah, it's it's not much. And like you said, yeah, we 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 have available on on PayHip, and that's like you get an EPUB. Uh, 
version of it. But yeah, if you want to just have it directly on your Kindle, if, you, if you're a Kindle reader, yeah, you go to Amazon and just search it up. And, and yeah, it's like five or six bucks. I think it'll be six bucks this year. And, and yeah, it's it's that's chump. I mean, you get like there's like 900 pages in this thing. So I'm telling you, like it's, it's like, worth fuck, it, folks. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's worth it. Trust me. Like I, I, I read it. I bought it. I read it in like one sitting. I couldn't stop reading it. It was so good. Uh, I learned a lot of things and I follow New Japan very closely, but I, I learned a lot of things reading the book. There's a lot of great stats in there. If you, if you want to, if you're a stats person, I'm not, but I still found it fascinating. But definitely check out the uh, New Japan ebook uh, on Amazon or on VoicesWrestling.com. And I got to say one thing about that. I think Voice of Wrestling is probably the best site for, for articles and essays about wrestling, Rich. It's just something I think you guys do better than anyone else in the game, personally, from my own point of Thank view. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, when when I first started the site, that was my entire goal. Like we kind of found our way into reviews and previews and all that sort of stuff. But my idea really was to just be columns and just be deep dives or whatever, which is 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 tough because you do not get that a whole lot in wrestling for whatever reason. People are attracted to news and they're attracted to like reviews and and, and that's it. Like and and I get why sites do that. I, I absolutely get sites that do that. I think of all the news sites, though, I will I will say as as we're kind of putting our sites over, I think post wrestling. Uh, especially John Pollock does an incredible job with the news because instead of just embedding tweets into an article and then releasing that as an article, you know what I mean, which a lot of other sites uh, do, I like that John in his his daily news updates will give his opinion and give some some commentary or whatever because I think that's what people go for. I mean, I, I but I know like the business of of processing websites is that you want to just get as much stuff out there as, as humanly possible, and we've always resisted that. That's why I still go to my job. That's why I still you know punch a clock every single day is because instead of just embedding a Sasha Banks tweet into an article and saying that's hey that's our new story or whatever uh i i've always driven anybody that writes for the site anybody that contributes to the site anybody that wants to write to the site is to go in terms of essays go in terms of columns and, and really anybody that starts writing for the site i always tell them before you do a review before you do previews before you do a podcast do columns do essays because i think that's the best way to sort of explore what you like in wrestling and and and, and what you're passionate about in wrestling as well so so i appreciate you saying that because yeah that's always been my goal with the website is to do those columns and do those things and they don't always get the most clicks they don't always get the you know the, the most retweets or whatever but i feel the most proud reading some of those articles and and and, and when they do hit uh they, they hit well and and yeah that's a great thing about the ebook as well is that we collect a lot of essays from people not only from voices of wrestling but also uh, across the internet i do an open call to anybody who wants to write about these and and this year like We've gotten some really, really good stuff here. We've got like PhD students that are like, hey, I want to write this thing that's like dissertation level about, you know, Okada. I'm like, yeah, dude, great. Like, that's awesome. So uh, I'm really excited uh, about this year's edition, too. But no, that, that, that means a lot, WH. I appreciate that. Maybe I'll do an article for, for the ebook about uh, how visas work in, in Japan. <laughs> That would be, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> it's a joke. Not a bad... I, it's a joke. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> but folks, let me just tell you, there is no way Harold May can keep Kenny Omega out of out of Japan if he wanted to, and he, he doesn't want to. Anyways, I don't want to go on a tangent about that. Uh, Rich, thank you <laughs> so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you are super busy, uh, just normally doing stuff for Voice Wrestling, your your your, your day job, and and just try to keep up with the wild, the wide. Wild world of wrestling in 2019. There's so much shit out there to watch. So I appreciate you taking the time out to watch this match again. Come on here with me to talk about it. And where can people find more of you? 
So more of me, uh, at Voices Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow the website, as I mentioned, VoicesOfWrestling.com. We also have a Discord channel, too, if you want to get into uh, discussions with uh, listeners and, and ourselves. Uh, VoicesWrestling.com slash Discord is a great opportunity for that. And then I host the uh, Voices Wrestling flagship podcast. Uh, so you can listen to that, of course, at VoicesWrestling.com or just look up Voice Wrestling flagship or the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Uh, on uh, whatever podcast app you choose uh, is a great way to do that. And and hey, I got a bonus as well. If you, if you like basketball and you like basketball history, you like sports history, I also uh, co-host the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast where we go and look at uh, uh, facts and stories and players and games and all that stuff in, in, in uh, the past of, of, of basketball. So uh, that's at Over and Back NBA uh, on Twitter. Also Over and Back NBA uh, dot com is where you can listen to all those episodes as well. So yeah, I got bonus stuff as well if you want. And uh, last but not least, I guess I should mention as well Patreon, patreon.com slash voices wrestling. We do some bonus uh, content as well. Uh, myself and, and Joe Lanza, the co-hosts of the Voice Wrestling flagship, uh, do plenty of stuff there, including right now I have the Kings of the Tokyo Dome series going on where I'm looking through uh, every one of the January 4th uh, Tokyo Dome main events. Um, so you can check that out at voicewrestling.com slash Patreon. I think that would be relevant to a lot of people listening to this uh, if you want to go and, and check those out. But uh, really, really good stuff there. And But yeah, no, I really appreciate this, WH. It's 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 an honor. I have, I, I have a lot going on, but I will always make time to uh, to jump onto post-wrestling and, and especially to talk to you uh, about anything, uh, any any series you have, because I think you do a great job with these. And I like listening to these as much as I, I like. And that's the only problem with being on this one is I don't want to listen to this episode. So it sucks now because now I have like one episode of Thunderstruck I, I can't listen to. So that kind of stinks. But because I've listened to every single one, but I don't I never going to listen to myself. Like, why would you ever do that? Like only maniacs listen to themselves. So that's why I'm a little upset now. I have like a, a gap in my podcast listening uh, at, at one point. But it's OK. It's well worth it. No, no. You guys, you and you and Joe Lanz are, are killing it recently on, on on the flagship. I just all this crazy shit that's happening in wrestling. I, I want to hear your, your guys takes on it along with, you know, like, of course, John and Waze takes on it, but I, two hours of you and Joe just going on about, about like, you know, like whatever crazy shit's happening in wrestling is, is always entertaining for me. I, I will say this, you know, one thing I say about the flagship, I don't necessarily always agree, but I'm always entertained by the, uh, the opinions of you and Mr. Lance. That's it. That, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's really like, that. that's, that's kind of, it you know with right you, you i don't want a show where everybody always agrees with everything that we say and everything that we do and and, and that's the good part is that like even if you're like these guys I, they're so wrong but i gotta listen i, I want to hear why you know what they say and, and and i like that that that's kind of what we were always going for as well is that yeah, you might not always agree 100 percent with what we're saying or what we're doing or whatever but uh, as long as you're entertained by it and you keep coming back that's that's all we really ask for so one of these days i want to hear the the late night version of of rich we get we get late night lanza sometimes you know, on the Patreon side, but I want to hear Late Night Rich one of these days. Uh, see, I don't Late Night Rich doesn't really exist anymore because Late Night Rich also wakes up at 6 a.m. to do podcasts with WH. So, like, Joe Lanza doesn't, you know, so you can get a Late Night Lanza. Uh, you get early, early morning rich a lot of times where, you know, stuff you hear on the Patreon. People don't know, but I'm recording that at, like, 5 a.m. before I go to work. Or, you know, in this case, like you said, it's it's Saturday and I woke up at, like, 6 or whatever because my damn dogs wake me up and I, I'm a terrible sleeper and I can't fall back asleep, so... Yeah, you don't get the you don't get the dulcet tones of Rich Krejci, but you get the very early morning sipping his coffee. Uh, <laughs> Rich Krejci. Well, it's it's how we say in Japanese a very genki, very energetic Rich. So I, I'm always happy <laughs> yeah. about uh, seeing that version of you, hearing that version of you as well. Uh, so once again, thank you, Rich, for joining me here on Thunderstruck. I want to also thank the listeners who've been giving me great feedback if people have been enjoying this series thank you so much for listening keep keep listening you got a lot more episodes coming up including a ton of people from voicesofwrestling.com appearing on future episodes uh but until the next episode i want to say to everyone i'll see you on the next episode and goodbye <laughs>